this week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Darth Vader brand ball gags. That's right, Kristen. Darth Vader brand ball gags. That way you always know who's your daddy. Oh my. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called... Prison, Prison Dad. Dad! That's right, at prisondad.com you can read things... Stuff. Things and stuff. Sure. Yeah. There's free stories, there's our podcast, there's links to, bios. Our, mm-hmm, links to our books. Mm-hmm. We have five books. Yes. Some intriguing art I've done for some of our stories. Our uh, joint hatred of squirrels. Yes. Anyway, enough about that. We're here to talk about Who's Ray's Daddy? Yes, and by Ray, we don't mean Jeff's cat. Nope. We mean the character from Star Wars Episode 7. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's interesting because now Star Wars is Disney. Mm-hmm. And we can think of several movies uh, where the parents die in the opening sequence of the movie. I mean, basically every Disney cartoon yeah. features a character whose parents have died. Yeah, pretty much. Even, and that's now extended into their ownership of, you know, they bought Pixar like ten years ago. Probably yep. more than that at this point. And now they're, they're, the parents are dying off in Pixar movies in the beginning. Yeah, like, sometimes it's only one parent. Like, Nemo yeah. still has his dad. Mom's gone. Uh-huh. Bambi lost both parents. Uh-huh. One during the movie. You know, the what Little the Mermaid f- only has her pops. First five minutes of, like, Up. You know? Yep. Like, the mom. The mom. Like, the, the, well, not the mom, the that's wife. That's, like, heartbreaking. I sobbed uncontrollably when I watched that. Um, but it, that's an amazing movie. Um, yeah, I mean... Beauty and the Beast, Beauty's mom, Cinderella, mom, Snow White, mom. But Frozen. Uh, the, both the parents died in that one. <laughs> I never saw it. That's why the two girls live by themselves. In the I heard there's castle. like songs they sing, and I just, that's not my thing. Well, I really <laughs> liked it because it was about sisters. Oh, that's yeah. cute. It was sweet. So but yeah, the parents were dead. Anyway, dead, dead, dead. dead parents. <laughs> so this leads me to wonder if Ray's parents are also completely and totally dead. So that's theory number one. Ray's parents could just be dead. That's why they never went back to Jakku to pick her up. Right. Maybe they completely intended to be there, but they were stopped by their own untimely demise. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Definitely possible. It's been a while. I bet you. You know, we didn't Google it. But I bet you someone counted all the hat. You know. Hatch marks on that, um, yeah, the poor thing, the wall of the ATAT. Mm hmm. Heartbreaking. So, why is this important? It's important because it's important to Ray that her family left her and someone left her with a message that they would come back to her. Exactly. Yes. Ray believes this so completely that even when Han Solo invites her aboard the Millennium Falcon and offers her a job to stay on the ship. She clearly loves the ship. She clearly has an affinity for Han. She turns him down to go back to Jakku. And everyone and their mom is telling her, don't go back to Jakku. And even Maz says, honey, you already know there's nothing back there for you, and they're not coming back. But for some reason, she believes in her heart that it, like someday her family's coming back. So either her family told her this, or somebody else did and just kept drilling it into her mind. But I mean, I don't know about you, but most people, I mean, she's got to be at least 17, 18 years old at this point, and they never came back. Most people would get a little jaded and depressed and give up at this point, but Ray is, she really still believes it. I mean, it could be a connection with the Force, of someone telling her not to give up. 
it, right. you know, come during like their dreams, you know, it could be a, a, a wide variety of different things that people, you know, influence tell her not to give up or she's crazy That's and she's making it up herself that they're actually coming back. Cause she, she even says at one point that she's like, they'll be back. They'll be back. Right, like she just really... Like the way she said it, she sounded it. crazy. Yeah. Right, a little bit, yeah. Right. Maybe she's driven herself crazy from loneliness just with this belief. I mean, because you, you kind of juxtapose that against um, um, Jin Urso, right? Who's watched her mother die in front of her. And yeah. Her father was taken by the, by the evil empire. Right. And then she had to sort of survive on her own. When we meet Jin, she has no illusions that her father's ever going to do anything good for her. No. She thinks either he's dead or he doesn't give a crap. Yeah. She's completely given up. Mm -hmm. And she's probably only a couple of years older than Ray, right? So it's just an interesting juxtaposition because you don't see her like waiting around for her dad to come home or trying to find him. No. She's like, you know what? Whatever. He's done his own stuff with his life. And I'm there, there's got to be some cool stories about Jin growing up with Saul. And blowing right. stuff up, and there's probably some cool stories in there that are going to come out in some some way, shape, or form about her younger years and and being a badass. But we're talking about Ray. I'm we're sorry, I got Ray. distracted. But yeah, no, but no, I, you start. I'm just, but anyway, yeah, I no, started it, good. it because I was trying right. to juxtapose the two. Because no, it's true. Like, if, even it's if you think point. about Jin and her relationship with Saul, like Saul left her only a few years before. I think she said she was like 16. Yeah, and she's already given up on him too. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's very different because Ray has had no connection to anybody that knows anything about her family, but still just believes that they are coming back for her. And everyone on Jakku is a jerk. Totally. This is called Jerku. I know. Because Jimmy Jaku, totally Jerku. Yeah, jock, Jaku is jerks. good too. Like a bunch of jock jerks. Jock jerks on Jakku. Pretty much. Jerking it. Jerk you. <laughs> jerks Q. Like that jerksies guy from yeah. 500. <laughs> but anyway. We make each other laugh. I know. <laughs> no. At least it works on someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So why isn't this important? Well, maybe maybe it's not important. Maybe it's a distraction from her being able to live out her real destiny. Right. She's maybe she's that's what's going to hold Ray back. back. Maybe this trilogy of movies is actually the what the prequels were, and is actually going to be setting up developing a character who's going to be a hero throughout the movies, then turns into a villain at the end, and spends three movies being the bad guy or girl. Maybe. That's possible. I mean, it could also be um, a mirror of what Luke was going through, because Luke was held back by his family. I mean, they were there with him. And Anakin like, felt like Obi-Wan was holding him back all the time. He kept, he always said that. Yeah. I'm stronger now, than him. In this case, Rey never felt like they were holding her back. She was waiting for them to she come She was physically back. held back. But yeah, she was emotionally mentally, held back by yeah, the idea emotional. of them coming back to her. Whereas Luke, you know, physically... And mentally and emotionally had his aunt and uncle saying, like, well, more his uncle saying, like, we don't, we can't leave yet, we need your help. You know, with Ray, it's more like there's a possibility that they might come back so I can't go and live my life. You know, just makes me wonder how many people end up living alone with cats because they're waiting for their family to come home. That's deep. Anyway. <laughs> I have three cats. But you don't live alone. <laughs> I do. There's Poe running around. What's he doing? So before we get into the the five character breakdowns, I just want to say that today I, um, well, it's going to be, I don't want to say the day because it's a couple days before we'll actually release this. I read an article today about someone who saw the the Last Jedi teaser, and I think I think it's a complete, I don't believe it at all. 
I don't believe anything that was written at all. So much so that I didn't even send it to you. Hmm? Okay. Because it was like the top thing on my RSS feed. It was like, here's the breakdown of the Last Jedi tra- teaser. And I'm like, nope. I don't believe it one bit. So, so much so because I was swindled once. About a month before Order of the Phoenix came out, mm-hmm. someone told me that it leaked online. And I found it. I found what they said, and it was in a Word doc, which should have been my first, like... And it was really written by that r- woman who read, wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. Ah, ew, it was, gross! It was all about Luke getting some <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> no, it was about, um... Uh, who's the uncle? Vernon Dursley. Vernon Dursley knows that Harry has money and takes him to the bank. The Grindelwald's bank. Is that what it was called? Gringotts. Gringotts How would bank. he be able to get there? Vernon Dursley hates all magic. But he was he was driven by money. And you know what? It yeah. wasn't terrible. And then I, I gave it to like a friend Until of mine to read. Until like the 10th page and Lupin was having crazy sex with like 15 chicks and tied them to beds and you realized... No, there was nothing was like that. by E.L. James. <laughs> it fooled me then and I won't be fooled again. Okay. But it did move faster than the beginning of Order of the Phoenix. Well. Alright, so let's break down our five possible Who's Your Daddy Ray yeah. possibilities. First I feel like one. I'm on an episode of Maury. Maury. <laughs> we were doing this on like. You we're, are not, not the, the father. father. <laughs> if we were on like video, we'd, we should have done like little like envelopes. Oh, of yeah, cards. totally. <laughs> let's, and then show some like random skank being like, What? What? I know I slept with him. <laughs> Nope. Nope. All right. So let's talk about the possibility of Ray being the possibly the probably the grandson of Obi Wan Kenobi because definitely not a direct direct descendant based upon time of when the when Obi Wan died and her age. True. She can't be the like a direct. She couldn't be. His she child. couldn't be Obi Wan's son. Unless he saved some space spermie somewhere in a space spermie bank. You know they I all do know. it. That's it's quite possible. possible. Like, someone went to the Jedi archives and... And they were like, I really want to have a Jedi baby, preferably with an English accent. Can that be passed on? Do you think, like, it's in, like, the space spermies are actually in, like, a little lightsaber-looking thing? Why not? If they they are (laughs) Jedi ones, then yes. If they are Sith space spermies, I'm not sure what kind of vessel they'd use. Maybe a double-sided? I'm not discounting anything. You know, Clone Wars. Whatever. Like, they took... Obi-Wan's genetic sample. So anyway, the four... So we have, like, four reasons behind every single person here. Yeah. So the first reason is that, um... Based upon a lot of the pretty good fan theories that are out there Mm -hmm. about Obi-Wan and Padme possibly getting frisky. A little spicy. Handsy. Yep. A little smoochy. Yep. There's a lot... And they're they're good theories. They're better theories than that stupid Jar Jar being a Sith one. Yeah, yeah. I just he just sucks. I mean, he's certainly evil, but he's, not in, not in a, I don't even like calling him a tool because tools are useful things. Like I, like a hammer he is, is a, a useful. He's a tool of someone because he he's was a tool of somebody's Senate tool. And yeah, they used him for. But anyway, um, yeah. So so for me, you know, this sort of leads me to believe if he was getting busy with Padme at one point. Now we all know the Jedi are kind of like. Priests, you know, they, they're not supposed to be getting busy and having romantic relationships outside of just being focused on being Jedis. But if he did hook up with Padme, then it just sort of lends credence to the theory that he might have hooked up with other ladies and created children 
that we just don't know about, and that Ray is a descendant of said children. Hey, Obi-Wan. Who's Obi-Wan be like, hey, Anakin, who's the pull-out king? <laughs> you are! <laughs> Not this time. Oh, uh, yep. All right, so there's a possibility that possibly maybe Obi-Wan wasn't always, you know, listening to the Jedi authority and, you know, yeah. he's traveling along during the Clone Wars, things got a little crazy down the trenches. And he's been a hermit for Luke's entire life, yeah. so maybe he didn't consider himself a Jedi anymore, and he was like, time to get spicy! No I think he was probably like now. 35, maybe 40 I mean, you and McGregor still pretty banging in episode 3, and then he just... Was supposed to. That's what I'm trying to say. At the age, Obi Wan's age when the when Luke gets, you know, when he drops Luke off, Luke is yeah. newborn. Yep. Luke is only a couple of days old, yeah. and it's like boom, you're a parent to Veru and Lars. Yep. Uh, Owen. Um, but good luck with that. But the point I'm trying to make though is that Obi Wan did age strangely because he was probably only in his 30s and then he was 70 in 20 years. But whatever. Hey, that's cool. Also, you know, we don't. It's probably on there what kind of race he is. Maybe his race ages differently or something. Or I mean, It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Obi-Wan is awesome. So whatever form he wants to take, I'm cool with that. So the next thing is that Obi-Wan and Rey both seem to have, uh, you know, they have English accents. That's true. No, there are other English accents throughout the, the seven movies, eight movies. But, but they're not in main character. Correct. There's like the Imperial officer, there's the rebel and, and leader. And Carrie Fisher has, has mentioned that she accidentally had an English accent for a few of the lines <laughs> in A New Hope because she was 19 and had just been studying an acting school in London. So, you know, she makes fun of herself for that. But, um, so yeah, so I mean, it's possible that if she was a descendant of Obi-Wan Kenobi, that, you know, he and his lady friend... Um, both had English accents and raised their children speaking that way. And, you know, Ray, that's what she heard when she was little, so that's what she emulates. I think she was four. Four, that when she saw the dream, I think yeah. she was about four when they were leaving her there. She was old enough to speak, so if she learned to speak and sound like that when she spoke, and nobody Articulation else really of words. talks to her yeah. anymore, like, that's, you know, how she, her cadence and rhythm and... You know. Anyway, just an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also interesting that when she gets the lightsaber um, at Maz's cantina, she hears Obi-Wan's voice twice. Speaking so directly to her. To her. Mm -hmm. Once um, Ewan McGregor's voice, because he came on set to do just, you know, a short session. Yeah. And once um, they used old footage from Alec Guinness... Um, and he's saying Ray, but mm -hmm. it's, I mean, really, he was saying something else and they spliced it, but whatever. The idea is that she's being, she's hearing from Obi-Wan twice and that sort of short dream sequence. So that to me is significant. So I think that there's compelling information that is a pretty good theory that she is a grandchild of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. So... He, you know, there's be some kind of connection in some way, you know. So it's pretty. And neat. I have to say, this one would make me a little happy. No. Because, because it would be nice to know that Obi Wan is still, you know, a part of the story. Yeah. You know, he continues on. That's true. All right. Fan theory, um, theory number two. Now this, you know, the Obi Wan stuff. That's pretty much stuff we came up with on our on our own. But now this is one that I've seen 
keeps popping up on my newsfeed a lot in the last couple of days. And that's being a descendant of Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, people have a real boner for this one. Yeah, they're like... Who gets turned on by thinking about Palpatine getting busy? Woo! He needs, like, all the Viagra in the world. He uses the Force, baby! Oh, my. If I had, like, some kind of, like, 70s, like... Noise, I'd put that over the, Ooh, like this right now. My. Anyway, so the first thing with the... Oh, is it the Emperor? Is the fact that the fighting style is very stabby. When she has the lightsaber. And they say that that's how Palpatine fought with the lightsaber in Revenge of the Sith. Right. And the articles we read made it sound like it was an innovative and new way to fight with a lightsaber. My issue with this is, that seems to me like the way that someone that didn't know how to use a lightsaber would use it. Like, the same way that if you are someone that's not knowledgeable about fencing or sword But she had her staff. Yeah, but she never used it to fight somebody in that way before. It's true. So, like, if, I, if somebody gave me a knife, I don't know what I'm doing. So what's what am I going to do that might be most likely for me to injure someone? I'm going to do a stabbing motion. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can't be tricky with it. I don't know what its power is, and I, and I don't know, you know, how to sort of move in a way that's conducive to me battling someone. So, to me, I didn't really take it that way. But it's interesting... On that note, I just want to say that, you know, in I can think of four Star Wars video games I've played in my life where there was always there was like three styles of lightsaber. Okay. There was quick, which I felt was kind of fencing style. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was like medium, which is like I don't know how to describe it, like that's kinda like weed. Shut up. <laughs> trying to fence, but that's kinda like how it. Luke how Luke holds it, I feel. And then there's heavy. Comical, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Then there's there, what was always described as the heavy, holding heavy. And every time, uh, that's like, it's slower, it's stronger, and that's exactly how Finn held the lightsaber. Interesting. And I haven't played any of those games in probably ten years. And I would say Vader, too. I mean, I feel like when Vader uses lightsaber, it's, um, it's very focused. And yeah. it's not, like, he's not the kind of person that's going to come in and be swinging it everywhere and freaking out. Like, he's very deliberate and Focused, at least in the original trilogy, four, five, and six, you, when he battles with the lightsaber. Uh, I just pointed I mean? something out to Anne, and she never realized it when we were watching Empire the other day with with, um, with Logan. Is that you know Vader just plays on the defensive all yeah. in Empire the whole thing until Luke gets him in the shoulder, and then you saw how quickly the tables turn mm-hmm. and how yeah. more aggressive he is, and then he goes, you know, you are beaten. And then chops his hand off, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Or no, no, chops his hand off after, little, after he gets him. A little sassy. I was, and then he was I'm backwards. Like, he was like, whoops, wait, my bad. I, I'm, I was here today to tell you that I'm your dad. Yeah! <laughs> really but, sorry about your hand. He was supposed to just get him frozen in carbonite and bring him back to the Emperor. Right. Remember? Because they yes, tested him on Han Solo. They Han. got away. Which is really not a very nice thing to do to your child either, but it might be taking their hand. I don't know. I have never been in either situation, thankfully. But, um... The yes. name is right. the next thing on the Emperor... So, her name is Rey, which translates in Spanish to king. Well, Reyes is king in Spanish. So, does that mean that she's somehow a direct descendant of a ruler, which would be an emperor mm-hmm. type? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
But, you know, the article we were reading did point out that a lot of the names in Star Wars have significance, much like J.K. Rowling in her books. Her names always have really interesting significance. Um, but in Star Wars, you have Darth Vader, which translates to Dark Father by bastardizing German and Latin. <laughs> um, you know, Luke is... Light and light. Latin. Yep. And Ray really could be seen as, like, a ray of light. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, so the name could possibly mean king, which is an emperor. You're dealing with something. Right. So, and because the names have something to do, it's another interesting point to, to keep in mind. Right. But it's not as obvious as, like, salacious Bikram. It's <laughs> just very salacious. <laughs> All right. So the article on, um, it was on MovieWeb, I think. They said that Star Wars has always been a story about Skywalker versus Palpatine. Mm -hmm. Now, we understand their point of this. Right. And that's why they said it. But we don't necessarily agree with this theory. So we're going to talk about both sides of it. Right. So, in, you know, the the Emperor is kind of a, a father figure to Vader. Vader. Right, so if we're talking episodes four, five, and six, yeah. you know, we sort of, we had, we had the Emperor, and then Vader's sort of like his... Muscle. Yeah, his muscle his and probably enforcer, his, yeah. you know, protege. Yeah. And... He's not very political, he's not very, you know, in he, charge of military strategy or anything. And then we have Luke, who comes to try to save his father from Palpatine, but Palpatine is trying to win over Luke. So the article was saying in that case it was really Luke versus Palpatine and also Vader versus Palpatine at the very end. In episodes 1, 2, and 3, we obviously had Vader and Palpatine, or we had Anakin prior to being Vader and Palpatine sort of playing out this strange father-son relationship, I guess, because he sort of indicates that he had something to do with Shmi getting pregnant, whether it was him or Darth Shmi! I can't freaking stand that lady. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but she drove me nuts. She was such a victim, and I just don't have time for that. Um, you know, go get some psychological help, because you ruined your kid. Um, but anyway, so he seems to indicate that he had something to do with Shmi getting pregnant, either him or Darth Plagueis, Plagueis, whatever. Um, and then he also sort of has influence over Anakin and manipulates him into turning to the dark side. Correct. By playing on his fears and his lust for power, right? So in those movies, it was a Skywalker sort of versus a Palpatine, but also I would argue kind of not, because he just fell under his influence. I didn't see Anakin fighting back very much. No. I don't even know that he understood he was supposed to be fighting back. The only time was Anakin told um, Mace Windu and Kefisto and... Hey, I might have screwed up here. Who guys. else went there? Was it Shakti, maybe? I don't remember who else went with... You know, and he, he went and he told them that the Emperor is a Sith Lord, and then, you know, Samuel Jackson goes there, and then they're like, Anakin, sit here, and Anakin's, like, crying in, in the throne of room. Of <laughs> Anakin, stay out of the way. Oh, you've ruined it for everybody again. So that's where this theory, to me, doesn't really hold water, because I don't really think Anakin was versus the Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. I agree. I think he just fell under his influence. Yeah. Maybe he was supposed to be versus, but he sucked at it, so... I don't know. Um, but then, so, what they were saying is, in, in, this, in this latest installment, so episode 7, 8, and 9, um, it'll be another play between an, a Skywalker and a Palpatine, so that would be Kylo Ren as the Skywalker, right. and then Rey as the Palpatine. 
on the flip, flip. Yeah. Interesting. So the the last point under the emperor is something pretty cool. We watched um, a YouTube video where someone took the the notes of the music from the emperor's theme and from Ray's theme and from Kylo Ren's theme and simplified them down to just you know, piano notes. key street. Yeah. yeah, to just piano notes. And they are all variations on each other. Mm-hmm. And it's very neat that Ray's is is uh, this uplifting, you know, tempo? Happy version yeah. of, of Palpatine's theme and yeah. Kylo's theme. But I think there is an, like a very strong concept that, that Kylo and Ray are related. But we already know that Kylo, right, is Leia and Han's child. That's we know not a that. question anymore. So, I mean, if Palpatine had something to do with Shmi getting pregnant, and it wasn't actually Darth Plagueis that, you know, created the baby, then <laughs> everybody's related back to Palpatine. But, you know. That's a good point, I'm too. So, moving on to theory number three Han Solo! Where is my boyfriend? <laughs> All right, so we know that Han and Leia split, and their split was not due to Kylo Ren's fall to the dark side. Because right. it sounds like at some point Leia sent Kylo Ren away to train with Luke. And Han was already gone. And Han was already out of the picture. Yeah. Correct. So, and those details are in episode 7. Not until he saves anything. They're all no. there. You just have to listen for them. Yep, it's when Han and Leia are talking about what happened to Kylo. Um, this one probably has, like, in my opinion, this one and the next one are, to me, the most likely. Yeah. Which I can be proved wrong, but to me, they're the most likely. They do seem um, most. Because if you, if you think about it, like, Han and Leia were a happy couple at the end of Return of the Jedi. They seemed like everything was going well. There wasn't really anything to separate them anymore. Um, Let me tell you, a man like Han together. Solo doesn't settle down. Well, yes, but, I mean, they did get married, I guess, or they had a serious long-term relationship, they had a son. Um, you know, to me, if you're having a reasonable relationship and you have a little one, um, there's very few things that are going to tear a family apart, um, but one of those things that does tear families apart often is the loss of a child. So if Ray was Han and Leia's second child, and for some reason they thought that she had been killed or she was kidnapped and they didn't think there was a way they'd ever get her back, that's something that could split a family apart and make both parents not trust themselves or each other anymore so that they would send their son away and separate. So to me, like, emotionally, that sort of makes sense. It why does. They would, because they don't hate each other when they come back and meet. They clearly both care about their son. Um, there's a lot of unresolved issues that you can tell are there under the surface when they meet again. So it wasn't some crappy, you know, breakup where they were fighting over their Star Trek plates. Sorry, I just had a flashback to some <laughs> when I was in law school. Um, That's awesome. sharing. <laughs> um, it's not that sort of a thing. It just seems like a lot of pain and sadness. So that would, to me, make sense. And they're a decent age apart. Ray is somewhere, you know, I think we said 17 earlier. Ray is somewhere, if she's not in her late teens, she's in her very early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kylo Ren, we feel, is around his late 20s. Definitely early 30s, I think, would be stretching it. Yeah. 
I feel like he's probably in his 20s. Yes, exactly. It's exactly it. So, you know, there enough difference in age that Kylo Ren would remember having a baby sis. Right. But she might not remember him. Exactamundo. Because yeah. she was probably like three or four. And, you know, she's probably holding on to some very, very, you know, primal deep memories. primal memories because right. she's had to fight her whole life. Right. And she's been alone without anybody to support her. Whereas Kylo had his happy family for a while before he was sent to train as a Jedi for reasons that are still unclear. And after that, he had very little to any contact with his father, it seems like, and not as much with his mother. And if, you know, it's very clear that Han and Leia still love him, but why would they stop having contact with him? And to me, like, that's another reason why it makes sense that maybe they felt like they had failed as parents by losing their daughter, so they didn't trust themselves enough to continue to have a relationship with their son. That's a good it's point. It's really heartbreaking and tragic, but you can sort of see that. Um, so, or it, the kidnapping theory is great, too. Yeah. Because Luke could have seen what was going on with Kylo Ren and taken Rey and dropped her off on Jakku with his old buddy Uncar and hightailed it out to the middle of nowhere to and only told R2-D2 where he was going. Yeah. It, that's a possibility, if, too. If he, if he thought she was under threat and then he couldn't bear to face his sister and, you know, tell her that she, he took their child. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Right, 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 right. And also, yeah, like... Jeff and I talk about this all the time, but, like, the interaction between Kylo Ren and Rey and things that Kylo Ren says when other people tell him about the girl, you know, he has... choke that guy and he's like, what girl? Tell me about the girl. He has a very strong reaction to the fact that he knows something about a girl, right, that we don't know as the audience. So is that because it's his sister? And he's always felt that she was out there... But he couldn't prove it, but now he's like, wait a minute, someone's getting involved and stopping a plot that I'm involved in. And wait a minute, she also has some strength in the Force. Maybe this is her, you know? Because when he has that interaction with her when she's tied up on his ship, and he's talking to her, and he's like, you know, he's talking to her about, like, you can feel it too, you know? Like, so So he knows there's something there. When he meets, when he finally meets her face to face on, on Takundana, or Takundata, he says to her, oh, it's a girl I've been hearing so much about. Right. It's like one of his opening lines to her. But we already knew that he was looking for this girl. Right. Exactly. The officer saying. Now, and there was another thing too about, um, Kylo Ren, um, protecting her in her dream too. Yeah. So maybe Big Brother, maybe that's the clue. And he is not trying to kill her when they battle. He's trying to fight her off, but when they're sort of locked with their lightsabers, he says, like, I want to teach you. Yeah. Which to me sort of smacks of somebody that, like, would respect and care about her. He doesn't want to destroy her. He wants her to be a part of what he's doing. So as an older sister... I can totally understand that, you know. You you eventually have to let your siblings go their own way, but there's always that sort of instinct like, hey, I can teach you something. I know something that you don't. I'm good at this. Like, let me show you. So, to me, it's like, okay, maybe he's her brother. It it makes sense. It really does. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of aspects that that totally, totally makes sense. All right. Are we done there? Mm -hmm. Done with Han Solo for now? Alright, so, here's a, uh, another obvious one we think, and that is Luke Skywalker 
being the father array. Alright, so timelines kind of match up here. The time that Ray would have been dropped off, you know, say it's been, it's, let's say she's 20. I know we keep throwing out different ages here. Okay, so say she's 17. She would think she was 4 when she was dropped off. That's 13 years that she lived on Jakku. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, somebody probably measured all those tick marks. I could probably type it in right now and see what somebody says, but, right. you know, let's just use our imaginations here. So I mean, we're 13 nerds, years. But we're not, <laughs> not that big of nerds. Just kidding. Nerds. We love all our nerd fans. It's not that nerdy. So the timeline could match up that Luke's been gone for thirteen years. Kylo Ren's been evil for thirteen years. Han and Leia haven't seen each other for thirteen years. Damn. It could all make sense. That's pretty intense. I wonder if it took Luke all thirteen to learn how to perfect the um, hood. Hood flip. I haven't done a good hood flip in a while. I know. That was our thing for like, for about a month, like every time we see each other we'd... Hood flip. Maybe we'll make a YouTube video about how to do a proper hood flip. Yep. Yep. And how to wear a jacket and a cape. <laughs> Space capes. Alright. Anyway. So, um, uh, so, yeah. Lightsaber. Right. So when... Ray goes to Maz's cantina and she goes downstairs. It called to her. It called to her. It shows her visions. And Maz tells her that was Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Now it belongs to you. So, again, I think Maz also knows more about Ray than Ray knows about herself. That's right? true, if too. You remember in episode four, when Luke goes to Obi Wan Kenobi's place, shack in the, you know, sands. Um, he also finds that lightsaber, which was his father's. So there's a tradition in Star Wars of family members finding their father's lightsabers and then using them going forward. It's true. So Ray could be using the same lightsaber that Obi Wan, you know, Anakin was using at the time that Obi Wan defeated him. Right. And I like that there's a lot of uh, been a lot of high ground memes lately. Have you seen them? Mm -mm. The eye of the high ground. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw the one where it was like, yeah, but, but you didn't have to jump over him. <laughs> yeah. Jump to the side. Yeah, that's one of them, cause, too. Because <laughs> made it really easy for him to take <laughs> off all of your limbs <laughs> by landing where you did. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but anyway. We have the same theory here, too, that Kylo Ren knows who she is, but she doesn't know who he is. Right. So he so could have known her as Luke's daughter. Right. If we are wrong about the Han theory, it could still make sense here because she'd be his cousin. And it could be that Luke hid her from his sister and brother-in-law, or, you know, sister's lover, um, because he was trying to protect her from some greater evil, but Kylo knew who she was because he was training with her, right? So again, he would know more about her than she knew about him, and there's that family connection. Yeah, because stepping it back back to Han Solo, a, a strike against the Han Solo being the father, though, which probably means that Leia would be the mother, and that if that's the case, then the little bit of you know the force that Leia does use, you know, she has she knows it well with connections, right? And she would know if it was her daughter just showed up I in would the think base, so. yeah. Um, Though then again, she does the first thing she does is hug her, right? And, and walks she past really Chewie. Believes that her daughter that is such dead. A... Like Vader believed that his children were dead. Yeah, Vader did. That him. is true. That and is then true. It was kind of like, oh crap. 
Yeah, so that that's interesting too. It's like, oh crap! I never paid any child support. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, the last Luke theory, Kristen has. Yeah. So two theories. It's just to me, it's like a little bit interesting, right? That Ray is hanging out in the ATAT, and she's got a rebel helmet that she wears when she's alone to sort of comfort herself. And her doll that she has inside the ATAT that she's had since she was little is of a rebel pilot. Well, we all know that Luke was a rebel pilot. Han really wasn't. I mean, Han flew in some of the fights, but he was never a part of the rebel air force, space force, right? Um, but Luke was. So if she was comforted by somebody like that, you know, that, that wore that uniform, then it's quite possible that that was her dad. But, you know. You know, and that's, that's, it's, it's all well interesting. Maybe her dad is Wedge Antilles. Possible. Maybe that. There is a lot of junk on Jakku. There are crashed ships from a huge battle everywhere. And I think that she could have just found some of those things and it would just be a coincidence. So we, we, um, would you... To me, I feel like, though, like... Being drawn to she, those Yeah, she things. was specifically drawn, drawn to those things. Like, if I saw a helmet lying around... It wouldn't remind me of anybody. I mean, it would remind me a little bit of my uncle John if it was a if it was an old helmet from the Vietnam War. But I wouldn't think to wear it. My dad was never in any wars. He was had really bad knees. So if I found a basketball jersey, maybe I would pick that up. Kissed. So I was my dad loved basketball. You wearing a basketball, basketball jersey is like the funniest thing I have in my head. Yeah, it's I've never worn funny. a basketball. Jersey. I can't see you in a basketball jersey. Or if I found a basketball, or if I found like. I don't know what things did my dad like. He had a really he had a he had a Jets T shirt that he wore all the time when <laughs> I was a kid. He used to smoke cigarettes, so my, maybe if I saw some cigarettes, um, unfiltered he liked beer, camels, you know, maybe if I saw those things, like that would remind me of my dad, and okay. I would be likely to pick them up. Maybe but yeah, a helmet. True, wouldn't it's have possible. A meaning to me. So okay, yeah, just saying. It's that you know when you said it this time, that last part, you know. The meaningfulness, like she just has a couple memories, a couple flashes. That is kind of that could be accurate. Yeah. Or it could be somebody else in the rebellion from that's still alive from yeah. Turn of the Jedi that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, true. Like, like if it was you thinking about your dad, probably be like amazing gadgets or things yeah. that he builds, fixing like stuff. A really shiny Oldsmobile. Yeah. <laughs> Buick. Oh yeah, sorry, Buick. So. We have one last theory, and this is another one that I've only seen surface really in the last like, couple days. It does make some sense, and that's that Ezra, that who we know from the Star Wars Rebels show, is actually going to be um, Benicio del Toro's character. We think that's not confirmed yet. We think, right? We don't want to get Benicio in trouble. He never called us and told us this. <laughs> this is just a theory. Yes. So. And I read this is somebody else's theory. This isn't even, like, my theory. Right. So Second-hand theory. Second-hand theory. I don't even remember where. I read it in two different places. So, anyway. So, his Del Toro's age, being 50, would kind of line up with how old Ezra was before, you know, before the events of Rogue One. A couple of years before the events of Rogue One. I think Rebels takes place ten years into the Emperor's rule. So, okay. if Luke is 16 in A New Hope... Mm-hmm. Or no, he's 18. Yeah. Or no, he might be closer to 20, because his friends have already gone off gone to the academy. College, yeah. yeah. So, um... 
We don't know. I mean, space college could start when you're 15, for all we know. Well, it's the academy. It's the Imperial Academy kind of thing. So right, right. We know that Ezra has been collecting Sith holocrons and that he is, you know, experimenting with the light side and the dark side of the Force. Hmm. So That's always a fun thing to do on a Friday night. Del Toro's character is said to be involved with both the light and the dark side of the Force. Right. So that's interesting. Um, we saw... Saw in Saw. Rogue One, and we know him from the Clone Wars cartoons. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be the first time that Disney took a cartoon character and put an actor. But don't hold your breath that Bambi's going to show up. Nah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not going to happen. And, um, you know, what the, the final theory with Ezra is also like, um, what is Disney going to do with all these characters from Rebels? You didn't put them in Rogue One. You put the, you saw the ship and you saw Chopper. Okay, so you saw the droid and you saw their their ship flying. I mean, there was a lot going on. Okay, you know, there's a lot going on in that movie. I don't know if they had a time to introduce you to a whole cast of new characters. They're not new. The third season of the show. To, they were trying to bring in Jin Erso, trying to bring in Saul. You know. You want to overwhelm their audience. But is Disney going to kill all these characters off at the end of Rebels? That's not very nice. No. I think Disney won't kill off these characters. It's the same thing about Marvel. They won't kill off a hero because there's a potential franchise there. But they can marginalize the heck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, they, they could all die at the end of Rebels or, yeah, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Our last theory is that Rey is the child of Star-Lord and Groot. Just kidding. Nah. I'm just really, really excited to see Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. <laughs> so that, that takes care of uh, our, our theories about Rey's dad. Funny. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to know no. for another ten months. Right. So, I mean, I don't even know if they're going to tell us. This. I don't know if they're going to tell us for sure in episode eight, just because they did that in. in that's whatever. That, that's like what every page says. Oh, they told I, us in Empire, so they're going to tell us in episode eight. Maybe, but I hope you know. that episode eight is not just another Empire. I hope it's as good as Empire. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited to see what they're doing with the story. No, there's plenty of crabby people that said, mm, it's just like I watched The New Hope again. Hey, guess what? I would do that, and I have, pretty much every year of my life. <laughs> it's fine with me. <laughs> You're talking about a three-year-old discovered Star Wars like a year ago. You know, I've seen those movies so many times. Yep. And the, the other day you went down in the basement and you brought me up Phantom Menace. I was like, nope. <laughs> Poor Bean. Aww. We started, we started watching Clone Wars. Cartoons. Mm, that's fun. But anyway, uh, thanks for sitting with us today. And the only thing that we do know is that we don't have a card to hang out, hand out right now saying, you are not the father, because we don't know who is. There's compelling so, theories for everybody. And, I'm going to um, go call Maury, check in with you guys in uh, next January when I know the answer. <laughs> so until next week, make sure you check out our website, prisondad.com. Yep. We just got like fifty new uh, Facebook followers in the last yeah, like, week, so really? thanks, guys. Yeah, that's thanks, that's guys. cool. I know. Like, um, Check us out. Our Santa Clara 
podcast got like huge download yeah. downloads for us. That was really great. I hope you guys enjoyed that for show as much as we did. Not you know paying for any advertisement <laughs> at all. I know. Um, and then uh, you know the other the Westworld one did pretty Wait, good. Not Westworld? not as not as good. Westworld's kind of like show. nobody's thinking about it now because they all watched it right, months ago. <laughs> We're still thinking about it, but uh, but no, Santa Clarita to die. Thanks everybody for tuning into that one. Um, we really enjoyed that show and. We enjoy all of you. So yeah, so go to pr- prisondad.com, check out our books and our free stories and our... Yeah, we're funny in fictional lands as well. <laughs> as the real world. So until next week, don't get your space cape caught in the door. Or the wing of your spaceship. Right, and, and realize that your identity is, is not entirely based on who your parents were. You can still be your own person. It's very deep. Talking to you, Ray. I like that. <laughs> Boom. May the force be with you always.